0: Miles to go before I sleep, etre ailleurs, to be elsewhere, the great vice of this race, its great and secret virtue, the great vocation of this people. So wrote the French poet and essayist Charles Peguy, 1873 to 1914, a phyllosemite, in an age of anti Semitism, he continued any crossing for them means the crossing of the desert. The most comfortable houses, the best built from stones as big as the temple pillars, the most real of real estate, the most overwhelming of apartment houses, will never mean more to them than a tent in the desert. What he meant was that history and destiny had combined to make Jews aware of the temporariness of any dwelling outside the Holy Land. To be a Jew is to be on a journey. That's how the Jewish story began when Abraham first heard the words, Lech Lecha, with their call to leave where he was and travel to the land I will show you. That's how it began again in the days of Moses when The family had become a people, and that is the point almost endlessly repeated in Parshat Massey. They set out from X and camped at Y. They set out from Y and camped at Z. Forty-two stages in a journey of forty years. We are the people who travel. We are the people who don't stand still. We are the people for whom time itself is a journey through the wilderness in search of the promised land. In one sense, this is a theme familiar from the world of myth, after all, in many cultures, stories are told about the journey of the hero. Otto Rank, one of Freud's most brilliant colleagues, wrote about it. So did Joseph Campbell, a Jungian, in his book The Hero with a Thousand Faces. However, the Jewish story is different in significant ways. Number one, the journey set out in the books of Shemot and Bamidbar is undertaken by Everyone, the entire people, men, women, and children. It's as if in Judaism we're all heroes, or at least summoned to a heroic challenge. Number two, it takes longer than a single generation. Perhaps had the spies not demoralized the nation with their report, it might have taken only a short while. But there's a deeper and more universal truth here. The move from slavery to the responsibilities of freedom takes time. People don't change overnight. Therefore, evolution succeeds, revolution fails. The Jewish journey began before we were born, and it's our responsibility to hand it on to those who will continue it after us. Number three, in myth, the hero usually encounters a major trial, an adversary, a dragon, a dark force. He, it's usually a he, may even die and be resurrected. As Campbell put it, a hero ventures forth from the world of common day into a region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are there encountered, and a decisive victory is won. The hero comes back from this mysterious adventure with the power to bestow boons on his fellow man. Now, the Jewish story is very different. The adversary the Israelites encounter is themselves, their fears. Their weaknesses, their constant urge to return and regress. It seems to me here, as so often elsewhere, that the terror is not myth but anti myth, a deliberate insistence on removing the magical elements from the story and focusing relentlessly on the human drama of courage versus fear, hope versus despair, and the call not to some larger-than-life hero, but all of us together, given strength by our ties to our people's past and the bonds between us in the present. The terror is not some fabled escape from reality, but reality itself, seen as a journey we must all undertake, each with our own strengths and contributions to our people and to humanity. We're all on a journey, and we must all rest from time to time. That dialectic between vayachnu v'yisou, between setting out and encamping, walking and standing still, is part of the rhythm of Jewish life. There's a time for nitzavim, of standing, and a time for vayelach, moving on. Rav Cook spoke of the two symbols in Bilam's blessing. How goodly are you, your tents, Jacob, and your dwelling places, Israel. Tents are for a people on a journey, dwelling places are for people who have found home. Psalm 1 uses two symbols of the righteous individual. On the one hand, he or she is on the way, while the wicked begin by walking, then standing, then sitting. On the other hand, the righteous is compared to a tree planted by streams of water that gives fruit in its due season and whose leaves do not wither. We walk, but we also stand still. We're on a journey, but we're also rooted like a tree. In life, there are journeys and encampments. Without the encampments, we suffer burnout. But without the journey, we don't grow. And life is growth. There is no way to avoid challenge and change. The late Rev Aaron Lichtenstein once gave a beautiful sheer on Robert Frost's poem, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. With its closing verse, The woods are lovely, dark and deep, But I have promises to keep, And miles to go before I sleep. And miles to go before I sleep. He analyzes the poem in terms of Kierkegaard's distinction between the aesthetic and ethical dimensions of life. The poet is enchanted by the aesthetic beauty of the scene, the soft silence of the falling snow, the dark dignity of the tall trees. He'd love to stay here in this timeless moment, this eternity in an hour. But he knows that life has an ethical dimension also, and this demands action, not just contemplation. He has promises to keep. He has duties toward the world, so he must walk on despite his tiredness. He has miles to go before he sleeps. He has work to do while the breath of life is within him. The poet has stopped briefly to enjoy the dark wood and falling snow. He is encamped, but now, like the Israelites in Marseille, he must set out again. For us as Jews, as for Kierkegaard the theologian and Robert Frost the poet, ethics takes priority over aesthetics. Yes, there are moments where, when we should, indeed must, pause to see the beauty of the world, but we must then move on For we have promises to keep, including the promises to ourselves and to God. Hence, the life-changing idea. Life is a journey, not a destination. We should never stand still. Instead, we should constantly set ourselves new challenges that take us out of our comfort zone. Life is growth. Shabbat Shalom.